Uh, and now this week, we're going to be looking at how we can be building relationships, continuing to build relationships, but this time, relationships that involve one-to-one Bible reading. And so before I get into any of it, uh, similar to last week, I'm going to get you guys to have a bit of a discussion in pairs or just with the people around you. And the question I want you to consider is, what are good reasons for why we should read the Bible with others? What are good reasons? Thanks, Reuben. What are good reasons for why we should read the Bible with others, with someone else? So spend two minutes uh, with the people around you in pairs uh, chatting about that. Go for it. Hopefully you're able to think of a a number of of good reasons uh, why reading the Bible with others is important and and really beneficial. I'm going to go through uh, a number of them, and and this list is certainly not exhaustive, but just a few key ones where I think it's really important and valuable to be reading the Bible with others. So firstly, God's Word is powerful. Hebrews 4 Verse 12 says, God's word is active and alive, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We can be confident that God's word is powerful, that it changes, that it transforms, that it penetrates lives. In the book of James... He declares that God's word can save you. And if this is what we believe about God's word, then we should be enthusiastic and confident about the opportunity to be able to read it with others. So let's have confidence that God's word is powerful. Secondly, I think doing this, reading the Bible with others, is a great way to build relationships. And the best person to evangelize your friend is you. The the number one attractor to Christianity uh, is friends who live out a genuine faith. Whilst one of the major detractors is actually hearing from uh, other Christians who are celebrities or public figures. People appreciate ordinary, genuine Christians living out their faith. And so being able to read the Bible with someone and talk with them and share your faith through God's word is a marvelous opportunity in a way that builds credibility to Christianity as you do that. 
And that's important considering what we looked at last week, the importance of, of building relationships that have those spiritual conversations. Thirdly, I think it helps us be intentional in our relationships. It gives us an aim or a target. As we seek to be intentional in building relationships, having an aim or a target of seeking to read the Bible with them can help give us a direction and a focus. Perhaps it'll also be helpful in in us realizing the steps we need to take before we can read the Bible with someone. Most people won't be prepared to read the Bible with you once you've just met them. Once you, you need to be able to foster and build that relationship. And so having a, a desire to read the Bible with them will help shape and, and keep you being intentional in that relationship. And fourthly, I think there is a great flexibility in being able to read the Bible with someone. You can meet with them at any time, for any length of time, at any place, and read about any topic. It can be adapted to any particular person. Uh, And that's a lot harder to do with uh, events or or courses. But reading the Bible really allows for us to adapt to these things and be flexible. And so that's just a couple of key reasons why I think reading the Bible with someone is a fantastic opportunity. And so we, what we want to do now is get practical. Look at, okay, how can we do this? And so the remainder of our time is going to be doing that. We're going to look at three more things. So we've already looked at why reading the Bible with someone uh, is important. We're going to now look at how to invite someone to read the Bible. How might I ask them? Then we're going to look at what to read in the Bible. What should I read? And then we'll conclude by looking at how to read the Bible with someone. What might a typical meeting with someone opening God's Word look like? And now before we get into these, I do want to say that I'm fully aware uh, that many of you here tonight might think that reading the Bible with someone one-to-one is a big stretch for you at the moment. Uh, And firstly, I want to say thank you for coming along still. I think that is like really, really important, and says something about you, that you still have a desire to reach them, even though it feels like a bit of a stretch for you. But I do also want to say uh, that I believe this is something we can all work towards. We might not be there now, but I think it's something we can work towards in the coming months and even in the coming years. We don't want this just to be something uh, that happens briefly and we never talk about it again. We want this to be a key part of our church for many years to come. And so I'm not expecting us all to ask someone this week to read the Bible with us, but I do hope that following tonight, you feel like you're one step closer in being able to read the Bible with someone in the coming months and years. And so as we go through this process, I do want you to be thinking of someone in your mind who you could ask to read the Bible with, who you could ask this week, next month, next year. Picture someone in your mind. And perhaps if you're struggling to picture someone, you could think of someone who's already a Christian, perhaps, that you might be able to meet with beforehand and spend time reading the Bible one-to-one with them. And as you do that, be praying for non-Christians that you might be able to read it with in the future. But I do encourage you, as we get stuck into this, have someone in mind that may help just frame and shape uh, the way this evening goes. 
So let's look uh, at our uh, next thing, which is how to invite someone to read the Bible. Uh, and we're going to look at two things. Firstly, before you ask someone, what should I do before I ask someone? And then how do I ask them? So before you ask someone, I think there's two important things, or at least two important things to consider. And the first is prayer. We need to be praying before we think about asking someone. Be praying for who do I ask? Lord, there are many people in my life, many non-Christians. I probably don't have time to meet with all of them. Who should I ask? Lord, who is in my life that I should ask? But also, how do I ask them, Lord? Please, help me. How do I ask them? Um, there are many different ways uh, and times which are more appropriate than others. And so praying who to ask and how to ask is important. And the second thing, which I think can go quite underrated uh, when we talk about evangelism, before you ask them, think about this question. Do you care about them? As we looked at, at the, in our opening, Matthew chapter 9, Jesus had compassion on them. I want to ask you, the person in your mind that you would like to read the Bible with them, do you care about them? Do you have compassion for them that they don't know Christ? If you don't, I would almost encourage you not to ask them. I would encourage you to spend time with the Lord, uh, asking Him to give you a heart for the lost compassion for the lost otherwise it may become a task and a chore for you and I don't think that's healthy and so before you ask someone make sure you care about them I think that's really really important so you've done those two things and now you're considering how to ask someone uh, and I do want to say that different people uh, will require different approaches. And so I'm not going to be able to share with you these are the three things to say and away you go because I don't think that's how it works. Different approaches. Some might be text, some might be face-to-face, -face, some might be phone calls. You might ask a group or you might ask an individual. But I think there's three important things to consider as you ask someone. The first one is you're not asking them to commit to a six-month or 12-month course. You're just asking them to read the Bible with you once. And so what might that look like? It could be something like this. We've been chatting about Christianity, Jesus, or the Bible a bit lately. Would you be interested in reading the Bible with me next week? Or it could be, uh, would you be interested in looking at the book which explains what I believe and have been sharing with you and what millions of others around the world believe? I know a good place to start. Or I know the first gospel which tells us about Jesus. Would you be interested in reading that with me? Or it could be, you've been sharing about how you've been quite worried, stressed, overwhelmed. Or you could insert any topic there. Would you be interested in knowing what the Bible says about stress, worry, being overwhelmed? I would love to read that with you. They're just a few ways that you might consider asking someone to read the Bible with them. But I'd encourage you to remember you're not asking them to commit to a course, six months, 12 months, just once. Number two, what's important? This might sound a bit odd. But make sure they feel comfortable to say no. 
I think it's important uh, both that they and you are okay if they respond with no. Because no is not game over. No can actually lead to other conversations. Uh, It just means that they're not ready yet and it's healthy for us to respect that. But like I said, that doesn't mean it's game over. It could mean we simply say, sure, I I respect that. Uh, You know, if you ever want to ask me any other questions about Christianity, fire away. I enjoy having these conversations. I actually, back in January... um, I was traveling down to watch the cricket uh, in Hobart with a mate um, and we were chatting about some spiritual things. I asked him, would you be keen to read the Bible with me? He hesitated and he said, probably not, probably not. And I said to him, sure, that's fine. Um, If you're ever interested in reading the Bible, I'd love to read it with you. And you know, you've got one and you can read it at any time. And then about a month later, a group of us decided, oh, we're going to ask a few of our non-Christian friends if they'd like to read the Bible. And he was one of them. And we asked, and he was one of the few who said yes. And so no is not game over. It just means they're not ready yet, which is fine. So that's our second thing. Be comfortable with them saying no and make sure they feel comfortable in saying no as well. And the third thing to remember, it's important to establish mutual understanding of what you've both agreed to. So clarify what you're actually going to read. They might think we're going to read the whole Bible uh, and be quite freaked out. So just say, oh, we might start with the Gospel of Mark, which is just a story about Jesus' life. Uh, Clarify what time you're going to meet for, what length of time, how, how... How long are we going to be reading this Bible for? And just clarify some other expectations. You know, I don't expect you to know everything in the Bible. I don't expect you uh, to have all the answers. We're just going to read it and have a bit of chat about it. So it's important to clarify and have that mutual understanding of what you've both agreed to. So those three things are important guide, I'd say, Uh, And important things to follow if you might invite someone along. Remember, it's just invite them to read the Bible once. Make sure they feel comfortable to say no. And it's also important to establish a mutual understanding of what you've both agreed to. So that's how to invite someone. Now we're going to look at what do I read. If someone does say yes, you might be like, "Uh uh-oh, now what do I do? (laughs) And so it's important to look at what can we read with them. And so, I think there's a number of approaches that we can take. Uh, The first one, and it's the main one I'm going to encourage, is to read a book of the Bible using the Swedish method style. Now, some of you here might be familiar with the Swedish method, some of you might not, and that's okay. I'm going to go through it briefly. All it is, uh, is three things. You read the passage, and then you do the light bulb. You just ask, what stood out to you in this passage? The second thing is the question mark. Do you have any questions from this passage? Are there anything confusing that you'd like to know? And the third thing is arrow. How does this apply to our life? What difference does this make in our life? And so we can read any passage in the Bible, and I'd encourage us to look through a particular book, such as the Gospel of Mark or the Gospel of John, um, and do the Swedish method style with them. 
But you could also look at any topic. Uh, you, you might have a friend who's uh, interested in, in miracles or in hope or they're really worried. And you might be able to read a passage which talks about this and just use the Swedish method style, the light bulb, the question mark and the arrow with them. Or you could do a gospel outline. Um, so this is uh, not going through one particular book, but picking particular passages that give us an overview of the Bible. Um, so something like Introducing God uh, does this, where they start in Genesis, and I read a few chapters there, and then week by week they just move through different parts of the Gospel. And there's plenty of outlines online. I know Hannah has done something similar with a resource. Um, it's just a nice Gospel outline. So that's our first uh, strategy that I'd recommend. Number two would be, if you're not comfortable or you don't feel like it's your strength in kind of being flexible and informal as you read the Bible with someone, uh, then there's plenty of resources that we can use. Uh, and one of them is the Word one-to-one. -one. Um, and so this is going through the Gospel of John. And what it does, it has the passage uh, in the booklet, and then it just has questions there that you can ask. So it might start with, and John 1 talks about the Word, uh, Jesus, or the Word came. Uh, and so here, it just talks about, oh, has a question, who or what is the Word? And then it gets you to look back into the passage, read it through, and then it has follow-up questions. And so if you're not as comfortable uh, in maybe using the Swedish method, then these resources, we have a bunch of them at our church, in the library, at the back, um, that you might like to use. And there's plenty of resources out there, but that's one I think is fantastic and that might be useful for you. The third thing, uh, or third style I would recommend, is an evangelistic course. Now, I do f want to strongly recommend... Uh, reading the Bible and the Swedish method is the preference. But if, if you feel like an evangelistic course or evangelistic video that goes through uh, Bible passages would be more appropriate and comfortable for you, then, then go for it. Uh, and we as a church in the coming months at some stage in this year do intend to run an evangelistic course. Um, we don't have dates locked in yet. Um, but if that's something you have people who'd be interested in coming along to, then let us know and we'll put that on. But also, that could be something you could do in your home. You could do with a group of people. There's a number of resources out there. You, you may have heard of Introducing God. You may have heard of Christianity Explored. Um, and I want to recommend one to you called Hope Explored. Um, so that's from the same people who do Christianity Explored. But this is just a three-week series. Uh, which looks at three topics, hope, peace, and purpose. Um, and so we have that as a church, and we will probably run that at some stage in the year, but it might be, like, might be something you'd like to borrow and use in your own home. So there are three styles of how to read the Bible. Uh, and I think with your friends, with your family, with the person you've got in your mind, context is important. What one, what is your strength? What is your gift? What do you feel most comfortable? But also the person you're seeking to reach, what might they feel most comfortable with? And so I want us to have a bit of a discussion on that. Uh, you'll see the question on the screen there. Again, turn to the people next to you and around you. 
and share for a few minutes which one of these would you feel most comfortable using and share why. Take a few minutes to do that and then we'll bring it back. Okay, we might bring it back again. I hope that was a helpful discussion you've had. I, I know for me, the one I would feel most comfortable using would be the Swedish method. I, I like things to be informal. I like it to be adaptable and flexible. And so that would be my preference. And, and that's why. But maybe you're different. Uh, and, and that's fine. In fact, many of you are different. And there's a, a great beauty in difference uh, and, and the great resources that are out there. So now we're going to look at our third thing, which is how to read the Bible. So what might a typical meeting look like if, I, if someone has said, yes, I know what I'm reading with them, and now the first time comes and we're going to meet and we're going to read the Bible. I'm going to go through five steps, um, which I think outline a, a healthy and a helpful uh, way to consider these things. And the first one is prayer. Um, and we talked about that last week uh, in particular. But as you're on the way in, in the car driving or uh, you're at home and they're coming around to your place, pray for them. Pray that their heart may be open, that God's word may penetrate their heart. But pray for yourself as well. Pray that you will have the words to say, but also that God will work through uh, you um, and give you the words to say in those circumstances and pray for the Spirit uh, that God will transform lives because it is He that does that and you can trust that God's Word is powerful. So pray and prayer is important. Then the second thing I do want to say is as you meet up with them, so say they arrive at your place or you meet up for coffee uh, down at the local cafe, don't feel like you need to jump straight in and say, G'day, uh, here's the Bible, let's go for it. Feel free to have a general conversation like you normally would. Chat about the weather, the sport, your kids, 
Uh, how, how's work going? Have that general conversation. That's important. That's important in building the relationship with that person. And then thirdly, uh, which is probably what we're all thinking about, let's start. Let's read the passage. And so how you might do this is just saying, do you, do you want to open up the Bible and start reading it now with me? And so you'll read through that passage, but before you do, it's probably important to, to let them know about a few things, a few things to look out for. So if you're doing the Swedish method, you might like to let them know, hey, we're going to read this passage, and then we're just going to chat about the things that stood out to us and the questions we have in this passage. But you also might like to let them know what chapters are, what verses are, what are those random numbers on the page there. If you're reading a particular book, uh, give them a bit of context. Who is Mark? When was it written? Uh, and, and depending on the book you've read, uh, those little bits of information can be helpful. Just the date, the location, our setting and time. But, but only share what's needed. Don't feel like you need to share every single bit of information you have in your head. Just share with them what you think would be useful. Uh, if they're reading it the first time, what would be a few helpful bits of information? So let them know those things and then read through the passage. Uh, and you might like to read that yourself or you could ask them, hey, would you be interested in reading it uh, out loud? And if they would prefer not to, then you might read it. And if they'd prefer not to do that, then maybe you could just read it separately. Again, feel free to have that conversation with them. So you've read the passage uh, and now I'm going to go through the Swedish method. Um, and so you discuss uh, what stood out to you uh, and any questions you have. And as you're doing this, it's really important, I think, as best as we can to stay within the passage. Uh, don't try and bring in extra information and knowledge as much as you, you might like to. It's really helpful for them just to continue to come back to the bits of information that are in the passage. And often, the questions they do have, uh, the answers will be in the passage. Uh, and so as you're going through the Swedish method with them, it's important not to talk at them, but to talk with them. Have a conversation. Conversation is important. Uh, and so a great way to talk with them is to embrace questions. Having questions up our sleeve that we can ask them. And David Helm, uh, who wrote a book about reading the Bible one-to-one, -one, says the four best words in a Bible study are, what do you think? What do you think? They might ask you a question and you can respond, that's a great question, what do you think? And, and they may say, I have no idea, that's why I asked. And you say, fair enough, good, good point. Or, or they might give you a bit of, their guess. Oh, I think uh, Jesus, when he says that, means this or that. Uh, and you might be able to agree with parts of what they say and be able to uh, just correct and share your uh, view of what you think uh, Jesus has said. So embrace questions. Embrace asking, what do you think? And make sure you're not just talking at them the whole time, but you're talking with them, going back and forth. And, and now, there is something important to say here. As we have these conversations with people, 
don't feel like you need to correct every single thing they say. It's okay, I, I reckon it's okay, if they say something incorrect and we leave it. And why? Because we can trust that God's word over time will reveal the truth to them. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong uh, with, with seeking to clarify uh, what they mean and, and maybe looking back into the passage and saying, oh, that's interesting. What does verse 12 or verse 10 say about that? And there's a great way that we can bring them back to God's word to correct. But don't feel like every time they open their mouth, you have to uh, correct them so that they leave with the perfect uh, theological understanding of that passage. I think it's just helpful to read it uh, and, and allow God's word to transform their hearts and to keep asking questions. An example of this, a few weeks ago with my, uh, the Bible group I was talking about uh, earlier with my non-Christian mates, we were looking at the passage, the sower of the, and the seed. Uh, and a few of them were talking about what they thought the sower was and what the, the seed was. Um, and I just said to them, oh, that, that's really interesting. Have, have a look at back in verse 12, though. What does it uh, say, or who does it say the sower is? And they read back, oh, it's, it's God. And so, you know, it's just a simple way to allow them to, to look into it, but to continue to bring them back to what God's Word says. So really, as you go through the Swedish method, be talking with them, be asking questions, and be okay uh, for, to not have to correct everything. And as you finish that, it's important to think about application. Just asking them a question, and how might this impact or apply or change or influence your life in the coming week? And the last thing to do, number five, is invitation. At the end of your study, invite them to do it again next week. could be as simple as saying, how did you find it? Would you like to do this again sometime? And trusting uh, that over time, God's word uh, will shape their hearts and their lives. And now this could take 90 minutes, it could take 10 minutes. You might read one verse or you might read five chapters. All of them are fine. Uh, that does not matter. Um, so these, I think, are five important steps to what a typical meeting might look like. Praying, having a general conversation, reading the passage, discussing it through the Swedish method or something similar, and then inviting them to do it again sometime soon. So as we, we come th towards the end of our night and our time at looking at this, I, I've got a, a, an exercise or a question I, I want you guys to consider. Um, and for you to be able to read the Bible with someone in the future... Um, because it's likely that it might not be this week. It might be months and years down the track. But we want to look at what is the next step. From our time together now, what is one step I can uh, do or put in place to work towards that? And so I want us to have quite a, a healthy and helpful conversation with one another. Uh, what is the next step for you to take? It could be, oh, I should send a text to that person or... Ask them to read the Bible or I just need to catch up with them. I haven't seen them for a long time and a catch up would be healthy. Or maybe it's looking back at what we looked at last week 
oh, how could I start to have some spiritual conversations with this person so that in the months to come, it'll actually be quite comfortable for me to ask them to read the Bible. Because at the moment, I think that's a big step. But if I can begin to chat a bit more about God, then that might be realistic. Or it could be, maybe actually, I'm going to meet with a Christian and, and practice this with them. Um, and then we can pray together about who we could do, who, who a non-Christian is we can meet with. So spend maybe, yeah, four or five minutes um, with the person next to you discussing what is the next step for you to take. Go for it.
I hope we were all able to come up with a next step. Uh, and I hope in the coming weeks we're able to put that in place uh, to continue to be intentional in our uh, relationships. And, and my main hope from our entire time tonight uh, is that you see reading the Bible with someone as realistic, that it's not far-fetched, that it's not only for an elite few, but it's something we all can work towards. Um, and we as a church want to continue to encourage it. Um, we believe God's Word is powerful, and we want to equip every person in our congregation uh, to be able to read the Bible with someone. Uh, and so if you've got any questions following tonight, uh, please uh, come and chat to me, come and chat to Reuben. Um, I'm even going to throw Hannah under the bus. You can come chat to Hannah. Um, yeah, feel free to, and as we will when we have the barbecue, chat about these things. It is hard. Um, it's not straightforward, but it is realistic. And so I want to finish with a few final tips to encourage us, uh, and then I'll pray and we'll head out um, and we can share some time uh, eating the barbecue. So, some final tips for us. And I think it's really important in the coming week to spend some time in prayer. Um, a lot might have been going through your head in this past hour. And so, I think it's, it's helpful just to slow down, be still, and spend some time with God, praying for those in your life who you might be able to reach uh, and read the Bible with, but also pray for yourself. Uh, God, give me boldness and courage. Uh, God, may I trust in your word and less in myself. Spend some time in prayer, uh, really bringing these things that are in your heart before God. Uh, the next thing is continue to build relationships with important. That is, that is so critical, building relationships with people, that they may see your authentic faith. Um, that they may see uh, that you are a real person who loves God, uh, yet is still full of faults, um, but is thankful for God's forgiveness each day. And so continue to be intentional in building those relationships. Uh, thirdly, don't be afraid to ask someone, and don't be afraid for them to say no. Uh, that might take a lot of pressure uh, and intimidation off this, actually. If, if you feel uh, okay to ask and, for okay, and, and feel okay for their response to be no. I want to continue to encourage you to ask questions, both if you do have the opportunity to read the Bible one-to-one -one with someone, but also just in your general conversations. Continue to ask people questions. Continue to help them uh, seek answers and seek the truth. And finally, and maybe the most important tip I can give you is to continue to trust God. Continue to stay faithful and keep persevering. Uh, there is no silver bullet when it comes to evangelism. But let's keep being intentional and step by step as we persevere and don't give up, we can pray that God will use us and God will bear fruit uh, for his kingdom. And let's support one another in this. Let's encourage one another when they do ask someone. And let's pray for those opportunities. And be really supporting one another as a church. Because uh, this is the mission God has given, not the individual, but the church. And that is us.
here tonight. And so let's have confidence in God's Word, in His Holy Spirit, that He is bringing people from death to life. We are all proof of that. Uh, And so let's have confidence that God will continue to use us to do that. Why don't I pray for us uh, and then we can spend some time continuing to wrestle with these things. Heavenly Father, as we looked at the beginning of the night, you are the Lord of the harvest field. Um, And Lord, we ask that you be sending us out as workers this week uh, into the harvest field. Uh, Lord, uh, send us out in our weakness. Uh, Send us out, uh, Lord, as sinful humans who have been saved by the gospel. Send us out because we are motivated and compelled by the love you have shown us. And we long to share this love which we have received with others. Lord, send us out with great confidence in your word. That it penetrates the soul. Lord, uh, send us out uh, with great unity. As a church on mission together. uh, Send us out as a church who loves you who loves our community, and who loves one another. Lord, you have given us uh, this task, uh, and we know that you are always with us every step of the way. And so may we have confidence in you, that you are at work. Um, And Lord, may we seek you and depend on you and lean on you uh, and pray to you in all situations. You are a good God and it is a privilege to know you and it is a privilege to share the goodness of Christ with others. Be with us uh, for the rest of our evening, Lord. May we continue to uh, discuss and wrestle uh, and, and talk about these things. We bring it before you and thank you, Lord, that you are with us. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.